Hey there, sit down, make yourself comfortable, and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 72nd episode of Theas Tea. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to Theas Tea. I'm your host, Thea. Thank you for clicking on this episode. I am so glad that you decided to give me a little bit of your time. For this week's tea talk, I am drinking some... Okay, this is the first time I tried this tea. It is from Tela Teresita, and it's specifically a cinnamon flavor. I've tried the first flavor I tried for them, actually, was the cinnamon apple tea, and it's probably, like, my all-time favorite. And my mom gifted me this box of cinnamon tea, and it's, like, a totally different packaging. It's the same packaging as the mint tea they have. And so the packets aren't like individually wrapped and there are more of them. So I'm really excited for that. I just poured it for myself and I am really happy with my tea collection at the moment because I feel like I have a lot of tea (laughs) and a lot of different flavors. And it's a variety that I wanted ever since I started the podcast. So I'm really glad to have like built up this collection. And I remember that at first I never felt like I could drink the tea that I had because I had to save it for the podcast. Like outside of the podcast, you know, if one day I wanted a cup of tea, I couldn't drink it because I needed to save the flavors. And mind you, I'm never a person that like craves tea. I don't usually ever drink tea outside of the podcast. Maybe tops like once a month in my own time because I'm really stressed. But other than that, it like doesn't really happen. And I'd love to be a person who just like drinks tea. (laughs) But, you know, like for breakfast, I always drink coffee. I'm sorry, I'm Colombian. I can't not do that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let me know if you drink tea, what part of the day you drink tea in or like what's your routine for tea or under what conditions do you drink it because i would really love that so anyways that's the cinnamon tea that i'm drinking today it tastes really good it obviously you know is kind of like more plain than the cinnamon apple one but it's still really really good and it feels really comforting and safe cinnamon tea is just superior (laughs) and the mug i'm drinking it in is this mug that actually belongs to my sister but she lends it to me and it's from the planetarium of medellin and it's got this astronaut floating through space and it's really fun because this is my way to tell you guys that i am pretty much decided to major in astrophysics which is so exciting i cannot wait so yeah i feel like this is an excellent mug to just kind of celebrate that with I want to talk more about this decision in the future, but for now, that's where I'm at. I made an episode a couple of months ago about not knowing what to do with my life, but I've been thinking about that a lot, and, you know, I've sorted through that, so I feel like I've got some clarity. Obviously, there is room for change, and I may change in the future, but for now, this is an idea that brings me a lot of peace and excitement. So yeah, that was my tea talk. Got very much off track there, (laughs) but there you go. Time for the life update. So firstly, I want to apologize for not getting this month's bonus episode out on time. Um, I feel like a huge failure, (laughs) honestly. But um, that was due to the fact that this weekend was like really hectic. Yesterday, Sunday, I'm recording this on a Monday because we don't have school. So yesterday on Sunday, I went to do social service in this place so basically i live in the city of medellin and there's this thing like a corregimiento like a zone outside of the city that's called san antonio de prado and then san antonio de prado is like its own little village and then it has veredas which are like parts of it that are really isolated and one of them is called el astillero so yesterday with my group of like the organization of volunteers that i'm a part of We went there and like redid the social center they had. So it was this really big social center with a little house attached to it and a park. 
and a cancha how do you say that like a court <laughs> um and we basically like painted all of it because we were sponsored by a local like painting brand that's really big and you know we just painted it all we redid it we painted murals and it was and we also like intervene intervened is that how you say it um with the children and like the communities over there and we gifted them kits with our other sponsors and it was a really exciting event and it was really fun for me but also like a really eye-opening and i'd always wanted to paint like that and i painted a large portion of the interiors of a house so yeah always like going out of your comfort zone and the place you live and the conditions you live into somebody who lives a completely different life is always so eye-opening and you just come back feeling a little bit like you're seeing things with a different lens and i've been really grateful these past couple of days for everything that i have and also just like living like you know spending time with this group of volunteers which is a really beautiful family which are all like really close between them and just like finding my way in there it was really special and yeah it was just a really important like life situation for me it started raining at one point and some of the paint we had just done got damaged but other than that it was like pretty smooth sailing you know we got yeah, we, like these communities made food for us and it was just really nice and I have mosquito bites all over. I got a little bit sunburned. But yeah, you know, it was a really special occasion. And I'm so lucky to be in a place where I can give to others. I feel like that's really special. So once again, very, very grateful for this experience. The second thing is that I am practically on holidays, you guys. When this episode comes out, it will have been like the last day of school. Yeah, Thursday is my last day of school. So I'm really excited about that. I can't believe that half of my senior year has already gone by. That is so mind-blowing. I've had a really good time. I've done a lot of things in this period. And, you know, the most intense part is approaching. College applications are approaching. And my last, last things are approaching. So it's kind of a scary experience, but I'm really excited because summer break is going to be so fun for me. I've got a lot of things in store. I'm going to Mexico for two weeks to visit my dad. And in the remaining week of the holidays that I have here, I already have like, it's pretty much entirely booked with like social things. So I'm excited for that. And I feel like I'm just going to have a really nice space to recharge and to just exist out of school and focus my time and energy on other things, obviously, like, without forgetting about school and my education, but just to, you know, cultivate other areas of my life. I'm really looking forward to that. And speaking of social life, let's talk a little bit more about that, because over the past couple of weeks, I feel like I have definitely, like, reintegrated that into my life, because before, we had a couple of weeks of, like, lockdown, so... I'm, I've been like re-entering the social sphere and it's been so fun for me. I literally love being social the past week, but it's also concerning because literally the past week I went out to get food three times in the lapse of two days and I literally like my parents give me, like my mom gives me a monthly allowance and I spent my entire month's allowance in and more in those two days of going out to eat and i was like oh my goodness this is concerning <laughs> so like for the upcoming plans you know i have to be like really economically responsible and most of them like don't involve me spending because they're like birthday parties and stuff like that but yeah i'm just really worried with my financial state but it's okay you know yolo that's just what i've been telling myself this whole time and i've also been applying the tip i saw this guy like who gives advice on living in new york city and he once said you know like you're gonna have like so many social events and if you want to keep your wallet safe <laughs> while doing that just eat something before you go out and then get the cheapest thing on the menu and you can still like live the experience be with your friends but you're not spending that much and that's literally what i did 
and I was very hungry, but, <laughs> um, like, and, like, even though my, even so, my wallet suffered one time, we went to get sushi, and I tried to, like, go around and do, like, something to, like, spend less, but I ended up spending more than anybody else, so that was really disappointing, but my point is, um, yeah, that was a little bit of, like, off track, but I have been, like, going out, I've been going out to restaurants, you know, we've been, like, going to friends' houses and, you know, like, spending time with friends there and, like, get-togethers, I guess. And I don't know, I feel like for everybody, like, social life takes a different, like, place on the scale, but for me, it's something really fun that I really care about and that really makes me happy and it makes me feel like I'm living a good life. I feel like when I'm not socially active, life, my life just feels so much more dull and so I'm really grateful to be able to spend time with my friends and obviously COVID is still a thing and I'm trying to be careful in that sense. I'm not vaccinated. Some of my friends are completely vaccinated. I try to keep my face mask on and if we're in a public space, you know, like alcohol, alcohol, alcohol on every like surface that I'm touching and also like on my hands and washing my hands properly like at least every three hours. So I'm like still mindful about that. But obviously like if you're going out, you're not being safe, you know, and I recognize that. But I'm not gonna let that, I'm not gonna let that like stop me from living my life. So I'm gonna try to be as safe as possible when I'm going out. Yeah, that's like where I'm at with all of that. Thanks for listening to my life update and caring about me as a person. Introducing this week's topic, as you can tell by the title, we're gonna be talking about competitivity in this episode. And before we begin, I just want to clarify. Okay, so why competitivity? When I was trying to figure out the name for this episode, at first I thought competition, but then I was like, no, that's not quite what I'm trying to work out. I'm trying to talk about competitivity and I Googled it and it is a real word. So why competitivity? I am using this word in the sense of being a competitive person. And that's why I'm not calling it competition because I felt like, you know, that's, you know, like a contest or awards or whatever, but competitivity alludes more directly to being a competitive person. And I consider myself to be a very competitive person and not in the sense that I'm like super open about this rivalry, rivalry, um, you know, like in movies where there are people who are constantly like insulting their rivals and like taunting them or like, I don't know what the word is, but like, oh, we like, we'll see about that. Like, may the best man win. Like, whatever. Like, I'm not like that at all. I'm very competitive on the inside. I'm constantly comparing myself to others, to my rivals, if you could call them that. And, you know, thinking about what they've done versus what I have done, what I can do to be better than them. And like in everything I do, I'm always thinking about that, you know, like in grades, in groups I'm in, you know, like in friendships, in life in general, I'm always comparing, always competing. So it's very much like a big part of who I am. And I wanted to address all of this this particular week because in the past week, oh my gosh, how many times have I said week? I feel like a lot. <laughs> um, we had the internal model of my school's Model United Nations. We are doing one internal and one external this year. So internal is basically just with students of the school. And it's a filter for the students who can participate in the external model, which is where we invite a bunch of other schools in the city. So I've mentioned before how I'm co-secretary general of this event and my co-secretary is a friend of mine. So throughout this week, I felt like so much pressure and I was very much inside my heart competing with my co-secretary. And what's ridiculous about that is that we're both co-secretaries. We both have the same amount of power, the same amount of importance. And 
at the end of the day, we are a team. We are both working together to do all of the responsibilities that secretary generals have. We are both in this together. We both want the same things. But, like, during that, I was competing with her because I wanted to be better than her, even though we were both, like, the same. And it's not surprising because this is how I behave in so many scenarios. And I knew that this model was not going to be the exception. But I had a moment of realization, like, we're all in this together. And, you know, it was just like me feeding on this competition because I felt like she was also competing with me. So it was really toxic in the sense that I felt like I needed to be proving myself all the time, needed needed to be projecting stuff outwards, doing things like just showing, you know, like showing up. So that's why I feel like this is a perfect moment for me to talk about competitivity and just like its impact on my life and my experience with it and hopefully help you guys if you're struggling with that as well. So this week's episode is going to consist of the following. First, I'm going to talk about how being competitive is so freaking exhausting. Then I'm going to talk about how even though it is exhausting, it's important and it's useful. And lastly, I'm going to try to combine how like those two lifestyles, you know, like how to live harmoniously with competitivity and have it contribute things to your life without draining you. So without further ado, let's dive right in. You guys, I'm literally like laying down right now, like practically laying down. I don't know if this influences my voice. I hope not, but I'm just like so comfortable. (laughs) And my entire body itches. I have mosquito bites everywhere. I have three on my face, okay? All above where my face mask was. So imagine like if I hadn't had my face mask on, I would probably have like double the amount of mosquito bites. Anyways, so competitivity is exhausting. Every single thing I do, every single group I'm in, like everything in my life feels so draining because I always want to be better than my peers. And some examples of this, aside from the one I mentioned in the introduction, is my school has this thing called a communications committee. So in 10th and 11th grade, a group is elected to, in conjunction with the principal and like the directives of school, plan important events and take important decisions for the generation. So it's a group of six girls. My generation is like 56 girls. So I earned my place on that board. I am a part of it. And we have organized like so many events there, but I constantly feel like it's so competitive because it's like, I don't want to say like the best six girls of the generation, but like the most active, the most like vocal and like, you know, like that sort of thing, like the ones with most initiative. So it's like a group of these people who share like these common like virtues, I guess. (laughs) And so like, you know, that it's the best of the best. So it's a much more challenging environment than, for instance, like my regular class, because like there are all sorts of people there, people who care a lot about these things and people who don't. And most of them don't. So it's very easy for you to feel like proud, you know, but when you're in this group of people who are like the best of the best, then you feel like I feel like I need to prove myself all the time. Like, hey, I deserve to be here. I guess it's imposter syndrome. Like I can do things. I can be a relevant member of this group. I can be a leader and blah, blah, blah. And it's really tough because you're surrounded with a bunch of other people who are leaders. So you're all trying to lead the group of leaders. (laughs) And here we all have like the same rank, you know, there's not like a boss of us, like we're all equal, we all have like the same hierarchy or whatever. So, you know, like if somebody's going to be above anybody else, then it's their job to earn that place. I don't know if that makes sense because we don't even need to be above anybody. It's just like, it's innate. I don't know. (laughs) 
So like with every event we plan, I'm always like trying to do things, trying to like take leadership, like do the important things, not just say what we should do, but actually do it, actually like show to the group, like, look, I designed all of these flyers or I made all of these Instagram posts or I made this huge Excel sheet or I planned this intervention, like whatever, just like actually showing up and doing things so that they can see me. And it's tough because there are a lot of other girls who have that same goal in mind. So it's constantly like all of us trying to do things, trying to like bombard each other. That's how I feel it, okay? That's how I feel it. I feel like it's a very like heavy environment where it's just all of us trying to do, 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 do. And show, 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 show. And it's exhausting because that is very demanding. You know, all of these things take time, energy, creativity, whatever. So if you're trying to always, como que, in Spanish we say meterle la diez, which means like go all in. So if you're always trying to do that, wait, oh my god, they're texting through the group chat. <laughs> Let me see. Um, uh, ciao. Anyways, I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> and they're all coming at me. <laughs> Ugh, I don't know what they're saying. I'm so stressed. But we are recording and we have to be mindful and present. Ugh, wait, what? Y'all, uh... Y'all, I'm back. Sorry, I was just gonna be very stressed if I kind of left those messages sitting there um, instead of, like, answering them. <laughs> but I got back to them uh, because we're gonna be going to my parents' holiday house, like, in a couple of days. So we needed to, um, you know, like, coordinate some details in that. And obviously, since it's, like, my grandparents' holiday house and I needed to give them some answers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's an order. I'm just gonna let them finish like organizing whatever they want <laughs> and it was really funny because one of my like i sent a voice message to one of them and they were literally like i missed your voice <laughs> and i was recording a podcast so yeah that was fun so yeah i was talking about the communications committee and how it was a really stressful environment and that just goes to show like with everything it's like that for instance with the volunteer organization i'm a part of i always feel like i need to be like the best even though i am the youngest one there i'm the only one who's underage and like all of these other people have different capacities because they you know probably have like more freedom and you know they have like their own cars and you know like they have like more resources because they're older yet i want to be like on the same level of them you know i want to like have the same amount of initiative contribute as much and blah 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 and once again like we're volunteers like already like the fact that we're already there is all like so much you know and what we can do however big or small is already like so much you know so even though like knowing all of that i still want to be the best and there's no award for best volunteer or anything it's just i don't know i want to be the best <laughs> yeah i just constantly feel like i have to prove myself or seek validation or just be outstanding and it's not like when i was young my parents put pressure on me or anything like they were super chill and they weren't the type of parents that are always telling me like you're the best you're so good you're so amazing and they weren't like they never pushed me to join a bunch of things they never pushed me like in that sense like they were very much like letting me do my own thing so it doesn't come from like pressure for them at least not directly so i don't know why i'm like this but i just want to be the star member who innovates and who always leads in comparison to my peers and i always measured this like in terms of output like how much am i giving how much am i doing how much of the time that i'm putting in is being seen because for me that's like the most clear way to measure something how much of this is being seen because as i said i'm i'm doing this like in comparison to my peers and this is gonna sound really bad but like kind of how much like 
am I doing so much to the point where they will feel like they are doing less? I know that sounds terrible, but that's kind of like the mentality that guides me. And in reality, you simply cannot be the best at everything. You just can't, okay? And quite frankly, like I'm comparing myself to people with different time commitments. For instance, in the volunteer thing, for example, like for some people, like that's their entire life. That's the only organization they're a part of and that's the only commitment they have. So obviously like they care and they are willing to give so much more to that. But in my case, like that's just one of the things I'm in. So I can't devote my 100% there. So I, it's not logical for me to compare myself with people who can, you know? So that's like one thing. And also priorities, you know, even if people do have lots of time, like different commitments, maybe for them, like they care more about that one and I care more about another one. So obviously we won't perform in the same way. Also people with different strengths, you know, maybe people who have been at this for a long time and have very like acute skills in a certain field, whereas I'm only starting to learn about those skills. Also people with different experience, you know, people who have been doing the same thing for a really long time and know a lot about like what's practical and what's not and can contribute like all of that wisdom versus maybe me that I'm like starting. And the same thing goes for like knowledge, maybe knowledge that they've acquired in other like life experiences and just things that they know that they can contribute from like how like really niche things, you know? So I'm comparing myself with different abilities in all of those senses, like people with different abilities in all of those senses. And obviously, once again, that goes to show that you can't compare yourself. Listen to my episode on comparison because we're all so different and we come from such different backgrounds. So this just goes to show that I have no reason to like want to be the best because all these other people like you can't compare like thing like you can't compare variables of different natures, you know, like in physics. And I know like knowing this intellectually, like I'm still going to do it. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so distracted. Like these girls are not shutting up through the group chat. And I like try to read the notifications as I'm talking and I feel stressed for not like participating in the conversation. You see, this is what I'm talking about. Even in like a social setting, I want to be the best. I want to be the leader. I want to be the one who gives all of the options, all of these solutions and who's always like talking in the group chat, but I can't. So anyways, going back to the topic, I just need to like, to conclude this section, I need to say like, at the end of the day, this is a group effort okay like we're all in this together we don't need to be better or worse than each other if we all have the same common goal like in all of these group organizations that i've been talking about so why am i still seeking to be the best like the worst part is that what happens on the inside the majority of the time like as long as it's not such a big deal won't show on the outside in terms of conflict you know like well that's kind of a lie but my what i want to back this up with is for instance you know with the experience of the model united nations i felt like a lot of rivalry with my co-secretary and i was really nervous and you know like i wanted to like outshine her and that sounds really bad so on the inside i feel like she was doing so much more than me that she was so much better than me so much more proactive than me but in the feedback that we got from the presidents they all said that they felt like we were really good that we were really cohesive that we had really good communication that we balanced our workload like really well and that they felt like equal presence from both of us and that was really good like because they literally said it you know we didn't ask them they just said it so I don't know it was like all in my head i guess at the end of the day like what really matters is the end result and that your goal is executed properly if some people had more initiative than others or played a bigger role like whatever you know as long as you reach the goal like it's okay like that's all that matters i guess and as long as you help as long as you contribute however big or small that may be like you don't need to be the star member to be proud the fact that you are contributing and that you're a part of this group is already enough 
so just like be proud of those efforts of simply being there you know because that is already demanding in and of itself so yeah with that we conclude what i wanted to talk about how exhausting competitivity can be okay with all of this in mind i do want to say activity is still important i know that i played like painted it to be this horrible thing but i still do think that it is important so i remember a friend of mine once said like he was comparing different uh, systems of government right so first like he was comparing a monarchy and a democracy so he was like in a country where there's a democracy the candidates are competing to be the best among each other you know among like their rivals their other candidates that they're going up against but in a monarchy you're competing against all of the other like monarchies in the world once you already have that title like you are seeking to be the best out of all like the other kings or queens in the world and sure like in a democracy like you obviously want to be like better than the other countries but in that process of selection like you're just focusing on your direct peers and that was a really interesting thought process i don't know if it was exactly like that but it was something along those lines and whether or not it makes sense is beyond me (laughs) i don't know if i explained it properly but i think the thought process was really interesting because in a competitive environment you're always going to be improving or thinking about improving and feeling guilty if you're not (laughs) toxic i know but you're always gonna be striving for that when you're in a competitive environment right so that competitive environment doesn't necessarily need to be a place where you feel a lot of tension like externally it can be competitive inside of your head just because you are placing that pressure upon yourself or just because you want it inside of you it doesn't necessarily have to be like you know like everybody feels it you know it can be something internal like that internal drive and in that case you are always going to be pushing boundaries and getting outside of your comfort zone because you feel like you need to show up you feel like you need to do things so that is just gonna push you and like encourage you to always be showing up in that way because you feel that pressure so it's kind of like it comes from a bad place because it comes from a place of like invalidation but technically like it's it's like cumpliendo su función like it's it's meeting it's getting its job done because it's still pushing you to improve and to like want to do well you know but this isn't that good because this is like the worst case scenario okay or the best case uh we'll see let's say you do become that best member okay you become like that outstanding leader the best member in your eyes you are the most important person there and the most relevant person there right so in that case you did it but everybody around you is really mediocre okay like they they're they don't care you know so in that case like being the best member isn't a great thing because that just means that you're gonna have to be carrying all of these people in their back like on your on your back or whatever and like that really sucks because you wanted to become the best but you still wanted to have like a community that supported you or that you know helped you at least you know all of these other like rivals you know still fighting and still being becoming better every day but if they're all like comfortable and complacent then you know it's kind of like you're gonna have to do everything so that reaches an unhealthy balance and it's something that you wouldn't want to strive to either like you're the best like yeah you wanted that theoretically it sounded like a good thing but once you reached it you were like this is worse than the position i was in before so i feel like even so like if you reach and you become the best member like that's not going to solve all of your problems, you know, especially if your team doesn't like cooperate in that sense or doesn't like really care. For instance, in my school, we had like a little group of people who were, you know, in charge of the social media of the school and, you know, like designing the posts and everything. 
and here I was the leader, like I had the title of the leader. And so like I knew I felt comfortable with being like, quote unquote, the best of the group and the most important member. But at the end of the semester, like my peers really lost motivation and they weren't excited to design posts or anything anymore. And we were just like, like we were out of like steam. So I felt like a lot of pressure and just like a really heavy weight because I had to like drag them along with me. And it's an example of that. Like I had reached the title of like best leader, but you know, it was, if anything, it was like a burden because in addition to like my own functions, I, because I was the best, I had to like meet the standards for everybody else that they weren't going up to if that makes sense and now just like a clarification i know in this episode i've been talking a lot of like competitivity within teams but i feel like the same logic can be placed in individual competitivity so what i mean by this you know when you are on your own fighting with other people and you have no common interest for instance in like a race right and you know in a race you want to excel you want to be better than everybody else around you and that's like your goal the only difference is I feel like in that context, the, this like thought process makes more sense because it's like, yeah, like you need to save yourself, but why would you need to save yourself in a group that has the same goal? You know, like it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Like, um, let's explore why I may be like this. I feel like, I don't know. I, I've been like this for the past couple of years. Um, and for the past couple of years, I studied in an all girl Catholic school, like private school. It's like a really good school arguably like one of the best in the city so i don't know if just like that environment led me to want to be the best but then like there are a few girls like there's a handful of girls from this context that have like the same mentality as me but it's not the majority you know so like i don't know if i could, could directly attribute it to that because it doesn't have the same impact on everybody but yeah my point is that i would just hate to think of myself as a passive member and i feel like this sense of competitivity is important and it pushes you and if we didn't have it, we would really, really be like complacent and comfortable. So I do recognize the importance that a competitive environment can have. Okay, so having all of this like background in competitivity, let's try and figure out where I want to go like onwards with this. I feel like competitivity is an important element and I want like all the good things it has without the bad things. And I feel like this is possible and it all comes from within and that is called validation. I literally wrote this in all caps with like three exclamation points. You got to be comfortable with who you are and your abilities. And I know that I'm not comfortable with who I am and who, with my abilities. Because if I were, then I wouldn't feel this pressure to constantly like project and perform externally. And you want to reach a balance of like accepting yourself as you are, but also having the desire to improve. And this is possible. They're not mutually exclusive because you can be a happy person that validates herself and still want to improve. You don't need to shame yourself into improving is what I'm trying to say. And if you don't believe me, get yourself familiar with the work of Brene Brown or you can listen to the Perfectionism Project podcast because they illustrate it really well and in-depth about how growth comes from when you're at least comfortable with yourself and by beating yourself up and hating yourself you're not going to grow in the same way. I feel like the difference really lies in the fact that when you are coming from like a good healthy happy place you don't feed off com competition. You don't feel like over the moon happy when you be your peers and you don't feel like you want to quit everything after one time you didn't occupy like the number one role 
Because the thing with that is that it's really unstable. It's like a really shaky ground that's shifting a lot and that you don't have entire control over because life is unpredictable like that. So just basing your validation and how you see yourself off of something as unstable as that is really tricky. And for this, you can listen to my episode on validation because your validation needs to be something like untouchable, you know, something that is stable, that is not going to be shaken by anything in the world. And it's something that you need to recognize like every single day of your life. And you need to know that it doesn't depend on what you do, on your decisions or anything. It's just like something innate you already have. And you don't need to continue like fighting for it, you know, like you already have it. It's already secure. Like nobody's taking it away from you. You just don't get drained after one quote unquote failure. And you don't feel like all your problems are solved after you do one thing well. Because the reality is that no one thing defines you. For this, you really need to remember like your global performance, your global person. And with that, you'll understand that no one thing changes who you are entirely, you know? Like who you are is a constructive, it's like a collective effort. And when I say collective, it's like many times you, you know, like all the little things you have done. (laughs) So really like it's like when you're calculating your grades, okay? Like every like small grade compounds into like your death your definite grade right and in my school system like each term like each quarter every grade is worth the same yeah like in in the way my school works like in every quarter every grade is worth the same it's not like this is 20 percent. no it's like all worth the same so think of your life like that like every little event scenario is worth the same to construct like the person you are so one thing cannot fix all of that and one thing cannot destroy all of that you just gotta be chill okay you honestly gotta detach yourself from this and when i say this like some people in my life come to mind who do well who are smart who are happy with who they are but who don't who aren't like animals looking for prey like crazy intense fighting because as i said like that's exhausting they're just chill and they kind of like handle it in the best way possible because they do well obviously but they don't depend on that for like their mental stability they just handle it with like a lot of calm and i feel like that's what it should be like in conclusion like you can get the best of both worlds with competitivity but you need to do inner work first and that will guarantee that you feel comfortable with who you are but that you can also constantly grow and thrive and keep challenging yourself but not from a place where you feel like you're lacking and like you need to do this to be a valid person you know that you're already a valid person and you want to continue growing just for the fun of it all right now for the main conclusions and takeaways First, we talked about how competitivity can be really exhausting. I shared my story through the different events I've been a part of and groups where I just felt this huge pressure and I felt really drained from all of that. And then we talked about a realistically point of view of how you can't compare yourself and how you simply cannot excel at everything. It's impossible. You can't give your 100% to everything because 100% is all you have. You have to give like 20% to one thing, 50% to another thing, and so on. You can't give 100% to everything because you only have 100%. And then we thought about the irony because even if we're in a group effort, we want to outshine other people, which is kind of ridiculous because what we want is to achieve something together. And that's all that matters. Afterward, we looked at the flip side and we talked about how even so competitive. Oh, can you hear that? The chicken is ready. Literally, like in Spanish, we have this phrase that's called listo el pollo, when, which means that the chicken is ready. Like literally, like 
we use it like in any context like if we finished homework like listo el pollo but it's funny because the chicken is actually ready like my mom made a roast chicken for lunch <laughs> yeah anyways um we talked about how competitivity is also important because it ensures that you're always going to be wanting to grow wanting to excel wanting to improve and just push those boundaries so it's like not being complacent which ensures like the better functioning of a team or like better output or results or whatever in the collective sense and we also saw something that was quite like devastating because even if you can be the best in the group like that isn't necessarily something you would want because it could mean that you need to drag everybody else behind you if they're not committed enough so that goes to show that sometimes the goals we have aren't the solution and we also drew like a comparison between when you're competitive inside of a group and when you're competitive individually and how it's sort of the same principle but how in one scenario it's like better justified than the other lastly we wrapped it all together by thinking about harmony and how to live a life where you get the best out of competitivity and it basically stems from you being able to validate yourself and be comfortable with who you are on the default and just want to grow like in addition to that and feel comfortable and happy doing so but recognizing that you don't need to do it to be like a good person and if you live that way then it simply will not be exhausting time for the weekly favorites this week i bring to you a face mask a t-shirt and a group <laughs> um so basically the face mask i have is one that i've had for a long time but it still withstands this position because every time i wear it, i get so many compliments so basically i don't know if y'all saw a while ago lana del rey posted like at the beginning of the pandemic i think a picture with a face mask but it was like literally a face like a mesh face mask like it did do anything and it had like jewels so i have one like that but it's for you to wear on top of another face mask so you could wear it on top of any face mask and you put like these little jewels on top and it takes it to the next level it's like a bunch of little rhinestones and they're kind of holographic like when the light hits they look really cool i'm gonna post a story of this face mask the day the episode comes out if you want to see what it's like and if you're listening back to this like in the future then i'm gonna put it on the highlights that's called mentioned so it's really cool i wear it for like fancy events mainly model united nations but also like parties or like get togethers or like fancy stuff like that like i'll wear that on top but it's so fun it's so cool my mom got it at this igual and it's just 10 out of 10 i think um like one use face masks like the surgical like they're not one use technically but like the surgery ma face masks are hideous disgusting the only ones i accept are black ones or white ones but like the light blue ones are hideous i hate it when people are like going to a fancy event and their dress is spot on and they have that like it's hideous oh my gosh i hate it so much so having a face mask that matches the vibe of the outfit is really important for me and with this i have definitely been able to accomplish it in the fanciest occasions number two t-shirts so i love t-shirts i have a collection of them of like events you participate in that they give you t-shirts i have like 15 of a variety of different things like volunteer work robotics you know like religious things even though i don't believe in god haha <laughs> like sports like i have a bunch and i love them because it makes me feel like proud like i belong somewhere like i'm part of something and so i love them and i still use them even after the event passed because i just wear them with my school uniform sometimes and my new favorite one is the one that i got in the event i was participating in um like the volunteer work that i was doing this weekend specifically because on the back we have a list of sponsors and it's like so many like impressive sponsors like the paint brand is called pintuco which is like really big and also imusa which is like a kitchen utensils brand like though they sponsored us so it was just like <laughs> i love the sponsors and I asked for a size s but they gave me a size l because i went to the second part of the event so they gave me kind of like the ones they had left 
and that was not a bad thing because you can like roll up the sleeves and it looks really cute and you can also kind of like tuck it in a little bit in the front and it's loose but you can like adapt it to make it look stylish <laughs> this sounds so dumb and so superficial obviously i go to these things because i care about them but if you know me you know that i love the t-shirts that i can get i also love t-shirts from like marathons like i love t-shirts i love them but we have a new favorite in the group <laughs> And lastly, my favorite in groups. So I am in 11th grade and the school system here in Colombia basically works like you have classes and you take like, yes, like classes um, and you take all your subjects together. Like you don't have a different class for each subject. It's just you get the same class. You have like the same schedule every day. You go to all the same classes, same teachers, same everything, blah, blah, blah. Because we don't have electives here and we don't like take classes like regarding like how advanced or not you are like it's all the same for everybody and so this year i am in 11-3 there's 11-1 11-2 and 11-3 and it is without a doubt the best group i've had in my entire life i'm so glad that i got them in my last year of school because i feel like i'm gonna be leaving with the best memories ever and we're just all so close like we literally sit in breaks together and eat together just because like we're all friends i'm literally friends with everybody in the class i could have like conversations with everybody in the class and we like i know everybody really well and because of covid on tuesdays we are allowed to go with clothes to school just so that we can like wash our uniform and stuff like that and not always like have to use it over and over because of like infections so we have been coordinating and for the past two weeks we've always gone like with costumes those days so we dressed up one time as celebrities from colombia and another time we dressed up as what we wanted to be when we were older, when we were kids. So it's just super fun. We make TikToks. We, you know, have a bunch of inside jokes and we like talk in a really like fun way between ourselves. Like it's amazing. And teachers can tell that we're really close because they always tell it to us. So it's really fun. I just love this group. I love this class. I feel like I belong. <laughs> And I feel loved and appreciated for who I genuinely am. So it's such a positive experience. So yeah, blessed to be a part of this iconic group. We are the best forever. <laughs> so yeah, that, those are all of my weekly favorites. Thanks for tuning in. Well, that's about it for this episode. I would like to clarify that I am not a specialist. Everything I share is based off of my experience and what I've learned. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at TheAST Podcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your tea. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. <laughs> Whatever your platform lets you do, it would help me out a lot. Because reviews are the only way I can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews on here, so if you want to be featured, go on right ahead. Please spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email, thestypodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember, you can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with the guest, and an additional bonus monthly Q&A. Thank you for your time, and for joining me in my little corner of the internet. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in, have a beautiful week, and a wonderful existence. <laughs>